This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that brings cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Tuesday, November 16th, 2021, and I'm joined on the line, as always, by Keith and Drew. Weird weekend in the NFL. We got a, we got a, above 500, each of us, with our picks. Um, nothing fancy, but it feels good to be on the winning, like on the proper side of 500. Uh, Drew, how are you feeling uh, today, and how did you like that Patriots victory? Man, I love that Patriots victory, boy. Here come the Pats. League got put on notice, man. I'm uh, For sure. I'm feeling real good, just like every Pats fan out there right now. And we got Atlanta on Thursday, and uh, after what the Dallas Cowboys did to them, I'm feeling good about that. So, yeah, it was a good week in the NFL. I mean, it, it went better than it has been going I'll, I'll say that still we had some some upsets that we weren't expecting um but uh, that's how it goes in the nfl where every team man is capable of, of winning at any given sunday so that's what we got yeah for sure this this year is definitely any given given sunday more so than i feel like years past it's really there's really not a lot of teams you can put your trust in uh keith your boys fucking came out and they stomped the yard yeah, good to see them come back and get back on track this week. Definitely makes Sunday a little bit more enjoyable when you can kind of relax and watch your team just go to work like that. Um, it was a good week of football, not as crazy as it has been. Still a couple upsets, like Drew said, and ready to get into that game with you guys next. Yeah, so we are going to cover all of the Week 10 action. We're going to recap all the games, and we're going to start with Atlanta-Dallas right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say Hell yeah You're down with me and my team Hell yeah You're fucking sick of the scene Hell yeah Alright, so week 10 in the books Dallas, after looking like a pile of garbage the week before in week 9 Came out guns blazing against Atlanta Keith, you were a little bit nervous that this was going to be closer than we all expected. Uh, I think this game was over about five minutes into into the games on Sunday. I'm sure you felt you feel much more confident in your team. Are you happy to see them right the ship? And uh, do you think they can sustain this? Definitely good to see them bounce back, uh, get a good win. I think they're probably a little extra motivated just coming off of a really bad game. Yeah, a little extra motivation there too with Dan Quinn coaching. Um, that defense and the defense I think was a story they just completely shut Atlanta down and didn't let them do anything um, also Fossil special teams coach they blocked another punt that's three and four games which that's pretty is crazy huge momentum changers in, in games uh, these days um, just a really good win Dak Prescott put up some huge numbers uh, they didn't have to rely on Zeke they kept him pretty fresh Pollard got involved in this game CD had a big game with the yes, two tutties did. Um, I thought they'd be able to exploit that on the outside, getting their receivers back involved. Michael Gallup comes back. That opens some things up for those guys as well on the outside again. So uh, overall, great team win. I don't think Atlanta's all that good. So I feel like Dallas came out and did what they should do. So I'm really happy with that. And uh, we'll see how it goes uh, going forward for them. Yeah, absolutely. It is good to see good teams take care of bad teams. And and Drew, I can't believe this Atlanta team is actually. I mean, they're they're in the thick of things for that seven seed. I, they don't look like a team that should be anywhere near the playoffs. Uh, they certainly don't. But you know, 
that's the story of this season. There is just so many teams this year that are on the fray. Like, it's just a weird season in general that way. And so um, the Falcons are there, but obviously they can't feel good scoring only three points. Anytime a team scores only three points in the NFL, uh, it, it makes you do some soul searching. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty awful. I think us three could play in a, in a couple series and score more than three points. But uh, Dallas – got to give them the credit that they deserve i we all kind of thought that this would happen we, we would see dallas bounce back that game against the broncos was just they just weren't up for it but uh yeah. i think they got refocused here um they unified as a team and they and they took care of business and it's so refreshing to know like the confidence i had going in with them and, and they delivered i wish that would be the case for every team I uh, feel confident in every week. It just doesn't happen. But Dallas is one of those teams this week that did, man. They just they just took care of business, and Dak played really well. That defense was really on fire in the special teams. So that when you're playing um, good football on three, all three facets of, uh, of the game, man, you're going to win a lot of games. And so hats off to the Cowboys for – for getting their confidence back 43 points is a hell of a lot of points in the nfl so they were rolling man and they uh they took care of business here yes they certainly did they they looked really good and they've got to be feeling confident moving forward um next game on on sunday's slate was uh new orleans at tennessee this game i watched this entire game the titans couldn't do anything on offense um they ended up getting the win 23 to 21 um, they got very, very lucky. They had that uh, Tannehill threw a pick at the end of the first half uh, that they ended up getting the getting to continue that drive and ended up scoring a touchdown. And then the opening drive of the or opening kickoff of the second half, the Saints fumbled. Titans went down and scored, and that was pretty much a wrap for the game for the Titans in scoring. And then the defense just let New Orleans continue to drive the ball down the field, score points, and it came down to a two-point conversion and it was a bad play and the titans got the ball and they won um i think that they're a really flimsy eight and two i've heard people saying that they're you know super well contender i i, I lo- the only thing i really love about this team is the camaraderie amongst the team but i don't know they're gonna have to score points if they want to be a legit contender drew you tend to be on the optimistic side about the titans do you think that i am being too gloom and doom or do you see problems here uh, no, I, I do think you need to pump the brakes a little bit, but I also don't think you need to be so gloomy about them. It's tough to win football games in the NFL, and they have eight wins. Yep. Um, not every game is going to go flawlessly. Every throw is going to be on the mark. It's just how football is. Uh, it, it's played between the numbers, and right now the Titans are doing enough to win i feel like their team is unified i feel like the coaching staff um is doing enough to help their players out they just need to execute a little bit better especially the offense um and and i think they i think they will once they get their pieces in place and in there the way they want them and everybody can start to gel a little bit because you know losing derrick henry really hurts and you have to you have to to zig and zag on that a little bit. So they got to settle into what they have now, figure out the game plan moving forward and how they can best utilize the pieces they have 
and put them in, in a position to win. But the Saints are no easy walkover team this year. They may seem that way on paper, but they're a good football team, well-rounded. I mean, they took care of the Bucks last week like nobody's business. So even though the Titans didn't show you everything that you were looking for, they still got the win against a tough Saints team, and they're 8-2. They're ahead of the, the AFC and the top of that. So – as a fan, that's all you can ever hope for. You, yep. you never, you can never predict the Super Bowl winning team halfway through the season. Yep. Yeah, we're just we're just getting to the point now in the season where the pieces are going to start lining up. I mean, we talked about last year how the Bucks they didn't have a prayer to go to the playoffs the way they were playing, but then they just got hot. The pieces got gelled together, and away they went. So maybe that will happen for the Titans. But either way, eight and two is no record to snot the snoff at. So. Hats off to him for getting a win, a hard win. So, I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just looking at the actual numbers and seeing you know two weeks in a row they had 196 yards against the Rams on offense, and this week they had 206 yards. They've gone. It's like they're like upside down Titans because they are awesome defense and their offense. They can't run the ball at all. Like they, I think they had 62 yards rushing between Dante Foreman and Adrian Peterson. Um, and a little bit of Jeremy McNichols. So, you know, that's the part that's concerning, and it's kind of crazy to see them being that inefficient on the ground. Keith, did you watch any of this game, and do you think um, think the Titans kind of got lucky on this one? Uh, everybody gets lucky at some point throughout the week, and yeah. I, I think Drew is on to something there. The, the Saints are a good football team where it matters. They're good up front on offense, and they have a pretty stout defense. So, I don't think there's going to be too many games that the Saints are kind of out of. Yeah, It's kind of like I think this is the kind of game that the Saints are going to give pretty much everyone. I don't think that Tennessee's running exactly like a well-oiled machine at the moment. They're, they're missing a lot of pieces. I mean, held Marcus Johnson's your leading receiver on the day, and you're missing the best player in football on offense and Derrick Henry. So lots of, lots of adjustments to do there. I think they've adapted well. Obviously, what, 2-0 and now without Derrick Henry? And yep. I think – I think if we told you that when we got the news of Derrick Henry, his injury, I think you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. So, yep. That's um, true. I, th- I think Tennessee is a, a good team right now. I don't think they're a great team. Uh, if you ask me if they're built to win in the playoffs, I'm not so sure about that. I think they're, I think they're a playoff team. They might be on the more side of the easy out right now, mm-hmm. just with the way that they're constructed. But I mean, they're going to get some pieces back and they're going to get better as they go along here. I do believe in Vrabel and I think he's a good coach. So uh, as long as they keep uh, stacking the wins here, they're going to be in good shape. Yeah. I'm, I mean, the best case scenario for them would be to be able to tread water enough, get some of the wins against these easy teams, get a one seed, get the bye, and have Derrick Henry come back. That would be, that would be the ticket. Um, but you know they got to get through some of these games first, and we'll get into their their game uh, this coming week on Friday when we do our picks. Um, they are in the same division as the Jaguars and the Colts, and those two played. And for a short period of time, this looked like maybe the Jaguars were going to steal a win. And then final drive of the game, Jaguars driving down the field, and Trevor Lawrence fumbles the ball, coughs the game up. The Colts start, got up early and then just let Jacksonville get back into it. It was a tale of two halves. The Colts couldn't do anything in the second half. I don't like anything that I see out of Carson Wentz, but Jonathan Taylor is the truth. Keith, we've been waiting for Jonathan Taylor, and he's fucking – he is moving, man. 
He's a monster. We begged him all at the beginning of the season for weeks to just get him more involved and get him the carries, and we're yep. finally seeing him break out now. They listened to the first and like, thirty podcast. That's right. <laughs> Them and Nick Sirianni of the Eagles too. Yeah. Um, Taylor's averaging like 25 fantasy points a game over the last five games, which is just out of control right now. Yeah. Um, but in this game, man, Indy came out hell on fire. They did mm-hmm. whatever the hell they wanted. They got up 17 points before he even knew what was going on in the first quarter. Yep. And then we've seen it the last couple of weeks. They kind of go on cruise control. They got up against the Jets, uh, let the Jets back into that later. Not really into it, but they gave up a lot of points to the Jets later on uh, that that. Uh, primetime game against the Ravens. They got up early. Yep. And they let the Ravens come back on them. They just kind of cruised in this game. They didn't do a whole lot on offense. Uh, Wentz was just kind of mediocre. It was a lot of Jonathan Taylor. They did score a touchdown on a blocked punt in this game also. So yep. um, just not a whole lot out of the offense in this game. I think uh, I think they did what they needed to do to get the win, and they got out of there. That's That's the bright spot. Not a whole lot to hang their hat on, though, after this one. Yeah, but the one thing is they they are still treading water for that potential to uh, in the AFC South. I mean, it would be a tall order for them to win the division, but they're still they're still lingering. Even though the Titans are essentially four games up on them, you know, I would have loved to seen them take a loss to the Jags, but it wasn't meant to be. Drew is is Trevor Lawrence like one of the more disappointing number one overall quarterbacks that you can remember? Uh Possibly. I mean, he, he did have a lot of pressure on his shoulders um, coming into this year. He had a lot of drama surrounding him with his laid-back, laissez-faire attitude. Uh, but he's playing for the Jaguars, and he's playing for a brand-new head coach. Like, it's just not – he's not in the greatest position to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, that's a lot of what the talking heads are, are talking about right now with with mac and cheese – and you know, how he just went to a really, really great position, and now he's flourishing because of that. And I do think there's something to be said about that. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rally on him too, too, too bad. But he, he's certainly not living up to the hype, that's for sure. And but you know, to be quite honest with you, there's not a whole lot of number one overalls that do. I yeah. mean, really, Troy Aikman. Peyton, they all had terrible rookie seasons, and then they they got it together. But they had a better team around; they had better coaches around them. So, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to pile on the shit for for Lawrence right now, who's just dealing with a, a clusterfuck down in, in Jacksonville. But you know, they're they're trying their best. They got more wins this year than I thought they would get, and they did give the Colts a game after they did take a seventeen nothing lead. They did bottle up. Jonathan Taylor in the second half and only scored uh, he only ran um, for seven yards or something like that nine yards on like seven attempts and then Carson Wentz started making a lot of dumb throws and it was just the tail of two halves for the Colts it was just ugly ugly football and they almost lost the game because of it so they kind of got lucky to pull this one out in my in my opinion because they just were flat in the second half and they just couldn't get anything going and Luckily, they were playing the Jaguars, and I think that's probably why they ended up getting a win because if they did this against any other decent team, they would end up taking the loss here. Yeah, it's definitely not a great way to to have to be you know, holding on to your seats against the Jaguars as they're storming a final second uh, drive. But, yeah, they got lucky with that uh, turnover from Lawrence. Um, Cleveland, New England. 
I didn't watch a ton of this game. I just saw the score on the bottom continue to go up. It was like a like it just kept going up and up and up for the Pats. Drew, this is your boys. How's it feel? Are you are you over Tom Brady and on the Mac Jones train? Tom who? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about because it's all mac and cheese, baby. All mac it's and cheese. Kraft mac and cheese up in that hizzy. Um, yeah, this game was. I mean, this was a classic, just buttoned-up football game. Uh, this is classic Patriots, just executing on both sides of the ball, getting the run game going, playing hard physical football, uh, shutting down make Baker Mayfield, who. When I always tell you, when you have to rely on him, you're just not going to get it. And um, they shut down the run. That's what they took away this game. They were not going to let uh, Dearness do anything and do much. They were going to force Baker to have to do at, do it all. If they wanted to get the win, that's what they did. And he couldn't deliver. And uh, Mac and Cheese certainly did, man. He was on fire. I think he went 19 for 25, uh, three tutties. Yeah, it's really, really, really great to see just this team and its unification of the, its players in that locker room just come together and fight for one another. Uh, Jacoby Myers got his first touchdown of the year, and the whole bench cleared. It was just a special moment. So you got they're putting the NFL on notice, man, and everybody's got to take notice because I tell you what, I believe they could beat the Bills right now. I really do. I think they I could totally end up agree. winning this division possibly getting into the playoffs they have a 68 percent chance now after beating the browns and making the playoffs so yeah as a patriots fan you got to feel really good right now i certainly do uh ramondre stevenson dude he is so underrated it's ridiculous uh fourth round draft pick out of oklahoma man he is just freaking tenacious i just love this little wrecking ball and it's fun to watch him every year and he's catching balls and bolden's chipping in when damian harris isn't playing so they're just doing a really, really good job right now on a four-game winning streak. They get an easy layup game this week on a Thursday against the Falcons, and I love that matchup. So Patriots are rolling, and Drewby is happy. Right on, man. I'm sure you're very happy. They look really, really good putting up 45 on the Browns, who supposedly have a good defense. Uh, and, I mean, Keith, we both were – pretty heavily on the Browns to start the season. I I mean, they're going to be fighting to try and make the playoffs in the AFC. Just never know what you're going to get with them, and it is yep. frustrating as hell. Um, it seems like they almost have to be backed into a corner mm-hmm. for them to come out and respond. And, you know, it all comes down to Baker Mayfield. Whatever you get out of him is what you're going to get out of this team, it feels like. And yep. you know, this, this week was not good for him, and he goes down and gets hurt again in this game. We saw Case Keenum come in there at the end. Um, I th- I was excited at the beginning of this game. Browns go up 7 nothing. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then 45 unanswered points. Uh, Drew's supposed to let me know when they're going to blow up on offense <laughs> like that. But uh, I did pick up Ramondre Stevenson in a couple spots Saturday night, so that was nice. A uh, guy on Twitter tried to tell me that he wasn't going to play. But <laughs> I saw play, that. And he showed up. Um yeah, it was just a, a good performance from the Patriots, obviously, and I don't know what to do with the Browns here going forward. I mean, they got they got kind of lucky. The Steelers didn't win. Uh, the Bengals were off, and the, the Ravens lost Thursday night, so they didn't really lose anything in the division-wise, but you'd like to see them come out and play a better game than that. 
Yeah, for sure. They didn't lose anything in the, the division, but the, you know they're they're quickly writing off their chances at a wild card if they're not able to pull off the division, especially losses against teams that they're going to be battling with. But yeah, I mean this is two completely different teams at this point in the season. The Pats look like I don't know, especially with that coaching staff, Bill Belichick. I mean, if this team ugh, that scares the shit out of me, you know, once they get to the playoffs, if I think that they are, I don't know. I like Keith's beginning the season pick of them winning that division because I like what I see out of them uh the next game the Bills and Jets I mean the Bills got the win it was good to see them actually score points in an NFL game but um I don't know I mean if you told me today uh Pats or Bills and I can't wait to see that game but Pats Bills I'm going Pats all day Keith you know you were right on with the Pats at the beginning of the season I think I think I'm really starting to believe you they're on a hell of a run right now and the bills i mean they're right up there with them still i think the bills are still a good football team their Mm -hmm. defense is still very stout um the offense this weekend looked a lot better than what we've seen the last couple weeks they got back to basics here um i don't know if the score probably helped force them to be a little bit more balanced towards the end of the game they they did run the ball 24 times this week so uh that's probably twice as many or more than what we've seen out of them the last two weeks so that's good to see Josh Allen had a huge game. Um, I don't know. He's he's like back and forth <laughs> this season. Yeah. Uh, but put up a ton of yardage this week and got Stephon Diggs, his number one target, heavily involved again. So that was also good to see. Uh, I think they're a good football team. I think the Jets are not good football. Sent them back to New Jersey where they belong. <laughs> Told them that Buffalo is the only New York football team there is. So a uh, good win for them. Back to Back on track on offense at least. Yeah, for sure. And Drew, I think I think the the dream is over for Mike White. Four interceptions um, after saying that he should have been drafted first overall. Yeah, you know, you had a feeling that that was coming after after those remarks. Oh you yeah, know, it's just <laughs> that's classic, really. Um, yeah, man, the Bills were in a game like the Cowboys were. They got embarrassed by the Jaguars last week. Um, just like the Cowboys got embarrassed by the Broncos. And I think they just they got their focus this week and and dominated and really dominated on both sides of the ball, and they cruised to an easy win. I was really, really happy to see Stefan Diggs uh, get 13 targets and go for 162 and a touchdown. That was, that was great. He's a playmaker, and they got to get the ball in his hands more. So... I thought the Bills did a lot of good things in this game. They got back to uh, being being the Bills, uh, so it's good going forward here. Um, but they're one of those teams where I just don't know what I'm going to get, man. They're so inconsistent right now. Uh, one minute they're killing the Chiefs, the next minute they're losing the Jaguars. So it's um, going forward here. I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in them, but after yesterday uh, or on Sunday, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just think that uh, they're a good football team and they have a chance to definitely go go deep into the playoffs right now and uh, we're going to see what happens. I, I can't trust them until they string a couple wins together, that, especially against good teams. So uh, we'll see what, what happens next, but um, it was certainly a good win against the Jets for them. Yeah, absolutely. They get, uh, we're, we'll get into their game on Friday, but they play the Colts and that's going to be I think that's going to be a very compelling matchup. It'll be interesting to see how the Bills can come out and play against a team that's actually good. Um, 
Okay. Uh, speak, speaking of good teams and bad teams, the Detroit Lions and Steelers game. This was the funniest game I've seen in like 10 years. Um, I, after the Titans game was over, I was able to flip over to this and watch the end of the end of regulation and all of overtime, and it was a fucking treat. P, Jared Goff couldn't hold on to the ball. Mason Rudolph was terrible. Snaps over people's heads, and they ended up tying. Najee Harris was uh, very confused about that. Um, Drew, did you watch any of this game? It was it was hilarious. I I actually did. I caught quite a bit of this game. Um, just just it seemed like the red zone was just all about this game for some <laughs> reason. Like they just kept showing it. So that's what I was watching on Sunday because I couldn't get the the Bucks game. But they were. Uh, Ah, boy, I don't even know what. It was just two bad quarterbacks going up against each other. And uh, it's. I just feel bad for Detroit. They had a chance. They had a freaking chance. And the Steelers were like saying to them, here, man, we don't want to win this game. Just just take it. But you have to do a a little something, something. And Detroit's like, thanks, man. But I I just can't do it. I, I, I want to, but I can't. And it's just. Uh, it's so frustrating for Detroit in a sense, but they did get a tie. They didn't lose. So it's going in the right direction, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, there just wasn't much to report on this game. I thought uh, Najee Harris would have had a bigger role. Uh, this was a, his type of game, and Swift had a decent game, but yep. boy, the, the, it's the quarterbacks are just so bad. Jared Goff is just so bad. Uh, and they, they, they obviously need to do something there. But, boy, nobody seemed to want to win that game at the end. Those fumbles and oh, missed field goals. It's just a mess. It was a mess. Dude, the, the last field goal that the Lions tried, it was like a 45-yarder. And it didn't yeah. get blocked, It was like, but it was like 20 yards short. <laughs> and it like never got more than 10 feet off the ground. It was like the weirdest kick I've ever seen. It was hilarious. Poor Lions. I mean, poor Lions. And the guy that was kicking that, that, Ryan Santoso, he looks like a dude that is not supposed to be, like, he just looks like some fat dude that shouldn't be playing in the NFL, and yet he's their kicker. Poor dude, Lions. That kick, that kick was symbolic of what the Detroit Lions are this year. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, right there. That kick. Keith, does that, I mean, Steelers were playing a ba- playing with a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, is this something that, they, that you need to take pause with the Steelers at all or um, just kind of a weird game with a backup? It's a weird game. You're missing your signal caller. Uh, bad weather. It was a perfect weather for this game too. It was <laughs> yeah. great. Uh, but yeah, I, we've seen the we've seen a few of these stinkers out of the Steelers yep. over the years under Mike Tomlin playing down to competition like that. Um, we all kind of thought this could be the chance for Detroit to get the win. We were very close on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they extend their lossless streak to two weeks uh, with the bye and a tie. Yeah. So they are heading in the right direction. Absolutely, um, man. They'll probably get back to the losing ways next week. But, yeah, they they rode the hogs in this game, man. Swift had 33 carries. Najee had 26 carries. It was just a really sloppy like dirty game like and that kick what got up off the ground and god just struck it right back down to where <laughs> where it came from like no you're not gonna make this kick um i think i would be even more mad if i would have picked the lions in this game and then they tied <laughs> so yeah. i'm okay with being on the Steelers side just a very lions type game it was it was i mean you feel terrible for them and i mean they the crazy thing is they're not like a terrible they're not they 
they don't seem like terrible teams in the past where like they try like they're not it's not a matter of them not trying like they're trying their damnedest they're just they don't have any talent that's the problem they have like it's just it's awful and jared goff is i mean he is just pathetic and the rain didn't make him look much better um final game of the one o'clock slot i'm sure this one made drew a little bit sad because of mr brady looking like crap but i mean i don't know tampa bay and washington keith you were you you sprinkled a little bit of this being potentially a trap game for the bucks especially because of the uh skins or the football team playing them tough last year in the playoffs and i mean the football team the primes whatever you want to call them came out and got the win yeah i wouldn't expect them to get the win like that the the bucks just came out really flat in this game they're missing a lot of pieces on both sides of the ball and I think it kind of started to catch up with them there. The game got off to a, a weird start. But, uh, Brady's throwing picks. The ball's bouncing up in the air. Everything was just kind of going Washington's way. Um, towards the end of that game, though, I mean, the Bucks still had a chance to win that game. There was like 10 minutes or so left, and Washington got the ball, and they just held it the rest of the – like almost the rest of the game. They just yep. they had this humongous drive at the end of the game, and they went down and scored and just kind of put it away. But I thought Heineke was going to come into this game kind of hyped up, and I think that's that's what. Yep. It's just it's just a Washington team that probably rallied around him and you know got up for this game in a game where Tampa didn't really have a reason to get up for it, and I think that's just kind of one of those one of those deals we see it all the time. Um, I, like I said, I, I wouldn't have picked Washington to win the game, but I, I knew that then I knew Heineke would probably be hyped up to play this game, but. A uh, good win for them, bad look for the Bucks, and now they're chirping in the media at each other and all that good stuff, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I would like to say the same thing, but, I mean, after that bad loss, I mean, a tough loss to the Saints by week, and then to come out like this, Drew, is Brady actually hitting old age now or pump the brakes on that? Yeah, you got to take your, his name out your mouth, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean – you have games like this every once in a while. It's really disappointing, though, because they, they, they're coming off a bye. You would think that, you know, they'd be well-rested, they have a better game plan, and they just didn't. It was just all around really deflating. Um, I, I, you know, that first interception wasn't Brady's fault. I don't know why they even called that an interception. That should have been a fumble, in my opinion, but... Jalen Darlin just he just didn't have control of it and it just went Washington's way and then obviously the second interception was Brady's fault that was a terrible pick uh, and they happened but the problem is Washington scored on both of them so that really really hurts when you put yourself in a hole like that um, yeah it's just terrible football but I hope this is just a wake up call just like what happened with Dallas and the Bills last week. I'm not worried about them. every team this year seems to be doing this. Yeah. So I, I'm not really that concerned yet. Uh, the injuries that they have, I mean, they're they're on their fifth string cornerbacks right now. Literally their fifth string, uh, and that's really hard on on a team in general. And then obviously Brady's missing Antonio Brown and, and Rob Gronkowski on the offense, and they need those pieces on the offense that the defense isn't going to perform so that they can put up a lot of a, a lot of points and it's just not where they're at right now so i'm i'm not too worried about them yet but i was not happy to see them lose this game especially from a betting standpoint i thought this would 
would be an easy bet and it yeah. certainly wasn't and it yeah it kicked me in the nuts a little bit it pissed me off to be quite honest with you but this is the nfl um you know there's not really any upsets in the nfl because any any given week a team that that executes and plays well even though they're maybe three and six or whatever they can they can still come up and and, and win games there's a lot of talent in the nfl and and this happens sometimes so Hopefully the Bucks are going to get right after this. It's going to be a wake-up call. They're going to double down on their focus and um, and get it get it moving here. But I think the most discouraging part about the loss is just the dumb dumb penalties that the Bucks keep doing. It's like what they were doing before Brady got into town. They just constantly shoot themselves in the foot down Tampa. They're always the most penalized team in the NFL for a long time, and it seems like. They're kind of regenerating that that status uh, this year. They're just committing dumb, dumb penalties that if they just cleaned up, they'd be in much better positions. Yeah, it's definitely concerning to see see that type of stuff happening because shooting yourself in the foot is definitely it, it's hard enough to win. But if you're going to be shooting yourself in the foot constantly, it's definitely not very helpful. All right, so we got through all the 1 o'clock games. We're going to take a short break and then come back and break down the 4 o'clock and primetime games right after this. Carolina at Arizona, we were all on the Cardinals on this one, and we were pretty far off. Uh, Carolina came out and took care of business against the Cardinals, the Cardinals that were missing the same pieces that they were missing last week when they dismantled the Niners. So I don't know what to think of either of these teams going forward. I mean, is Carolina maybe back now that uh, Cam is on this team? Drew, do you think that uh, this is a good win for Carolina or were they just going against a depleted Cardinals team? Yeah, this isn't a good win for Carolina. This is a great win for Carolina. This is a Cardinals team that is the talk of the town right now. Uh, We saw the Cardinals win with Colt McCoy uh, the previous week. They handled handled the the, the 49ers, I think is what it was, pretty, pretty easily. So, yeah, I mean, there's expectations that the Cardinals would, would would take care of business here and they just didn't i mean three turnovers that all led to points um which gave carolina like you know 23 to nothing lead so they got punched in the mouth here like big time uh and it was it was good to see it was good to see carolina's defense come back come back around and it was really good to see cam do cam things and that's you know he's a he's such a goal line threat you don't he could he can run it on you or he can throw it on you. You just don't know what he's going to do. And um, I think that was an advantage, and it's certainly going to be an advantage moving forward. But with Cam back and you have some solid play from there, just consistent play, um, but he's going to hit his man, Christian McCaffrey. That's where that's where this team starts to really cook. Yeah. Uh, when Christian McCaffrey is back into the fold doing McCaffrey things, then this team's got a shot to win every week, especially if the defense is going to show up. So I'm not – I was almost going to pick the Panthers here, but I just didn't. Um, had Kyler Murray played, I would have been all over the Cardinals and very confident about that. But going into this game, I just thought, wow, I, I could see how the Panthers could win this game, no doubt. Um, 
and they did. They handled business. They looked good doing it. Uh, Got to give my hats off to them. It was a good win. Absolutely. Uh, that that bandwagon may get uh, get fired back up by the first it and thirty might. first and thirty it pod. Might. I mean, that seven seed's wide open, and they're they're in the driver's seat for it right now. Keith, are you going to be leading that bandwagon? Nah, I think. <laughs> uh, I think, the, I think the bandwagon is going to flat tire, and that is the right shoulder of Cam Newton probably going <laughs> forward here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's, a, it's a good game. It's a good win for Carolina. He got in there and, and made an impact right away. It was good to see him back and doing his thing. I think that got the team pretty motivated. Um, I thought P.J. Walker played decent decent enough football in this game, Yep. managed the game well. He was efficient. Uh, he did what anybody – anybody should have been doing uh, and that's get the ball to christian mccaffrey your number yeah. one playmaker mccaffrey had 10 catches in this game got absolutely involved almost 100 yards rushing too on the ground so um good game for carolina i think uh they really just came out and punched arizona in the mouth and when you're in there with your backup quarterback it's not a very good spot to be in yeah. Colt mccoy ended up getting hurt in this game as well he left the game um they're just kind of sitting back they can't wait to get kyler murray back um but I think they're doing the right thing and keeping him out for as long as possible. I, th- I think they know what they got, and they need 100% out of Kyler Murray to get to where they want to go this season. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that we we discussed early on in this season was the fact that Murray and his ability to stay healthy was one of the biggest things holding our expectations for this team back. So we'll see if he can get right. And, yeah, I mean – it's it, it they're not really in the position where they can kind of coast because there's a ton of team you know the packers are right there with them cowboys are right there with them so i mean the one seed which means a lot more uh with that with the 17 playoff system um you know they're, they're gonna have to get get moving because they can't afford to have too many losses um okay minnesota la um we were all on the vikings even though they were they were dogs on the road but um, we were all over them, you know. I, I don't. Going forward, I mean, are the Chargers in trouble in the AFC, Keith? They're really starting to sputter here, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they they got that win against Philly, but you know that, that was a close game too. So yeah. I mean, the, well, these two teams, Minnesota and the Chargers, are like the kings of close football games so far this season. Yep. I think. Within eight points, like all almost all their games were within one score, um, so we I kind of figured this one was going to be close. But I mean, Minnesota is just another one of those teams. They can, they're always right there. If they get a few bounces, I mean, they're they have a lot of wins this season. If they just get a few more bounces, they go their way. Yep. Uh, Kirk Kirk Cousins shows up, has another nice game, finds Justin Jefferson a ton. Uh, Cook looked good. Herbert, I thought I was expecting a little bit more out of the offense for the Chargers this week. Um, just not enough to get it done here but I thought it was a really great win for Minnesota it's a tough team like you want to back them but you just can't fully trust them sometimes Um, and I I don't know if that has a lot to do with Kirk Cousins or what but um, they look good this week and they got a really nice win when they needed one yeah I I mean and and they're hanging around in the NFC which is I mean again the NFC that final playoff spot is going to be it's going to be some weird team and I mean I think of all of the teams in the NFC that are in that that position i like the vikings i don't love kirk cousins but i like the vikings because their complement of players including dalvin cook and he had a big day on the ground right drew 
Yeah, he did. He looked good. This was, a, but you know, everybody looks good against the Chargers. The Chargers yep. don't have a good run-stopping defense. They just don't. It's just, unfortunately, that's fact. Uh, it is pretty wild that all three of us picked a dog and we got it all right. Uh, I don't, I don't know if that happens too often this year. It seems yeah. like the dogs I pick, I, I, I don't get right. So it was nice to, to finally get one here. Uh, but the Vikings look pretty good for the most part. They have been uh, having spurts this year where they look like a really formidable football team. And then there's times where they're just not. But I will say the Vikings are in every single game they play. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 27 to 20 to get this win. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, the Chargers I am starting to worry about. Um, they're, they're not going in the right direction. They lost to the Patriots. Now they lost to the Vikings. I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but they're not playing uh, great football at the moment. And certainly the AFC West is, you know, the Chiefs are back on top, just like that. Um, it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Uh, we thought, uh, you know, the Chargers or the Raiders could have gotten this done. They, they seemed like they had momentum on their side, and all of a sudden they're just losing every game from here on out. So. It's disappointing for for Chargers to just keep throwing up these duds when they when they seem to have the talent uh, out there. But yeah, good good win for Minnesota here. Uh, it was a good game. I watched some of this game. Um, yeah, both teams played pretty well, but they just uh, couldn't get it done in the end, and the Vikings could. So hats off to the Vikings. It was a great win. Yeah, it's funny because this is like the time of the year that the Chargers every year seem to have second half swoons and uh, it, i mean uh, they're looking looking in that position again and uh it's i mean two weeks ago it would it looked like their division to to win and now they're going to be fighting to even make the playoffs so we'll see if they can turn things around but that run defense is going to be that's going to be a problem because if you especially getting into december january time frame teams are going to be able to run the ball right down their throat and control the clock all right uh speaking of running game uh, the Eagles in their newfound running game. Keith, you were all over this this one. You took the Eagles in Denver. Um, Drew and I both thought the Denver Broncos were going to sweep the NFC East. We thought that would be funny. Drew, you know, how does it feel after we backed Teddy Bridgewater and the effort that he gave? Yeah, it don't feel good. It never feels good when I pick against the Eagles and then they end up winning. So Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't feel good, but I got to give my hats off to the Eagles, man. Uh, they really ran the ball a lot, and they, Jordan Howard had, I think, 83 yards, and Boston Scott had 81 yards, so they took some big chunks of yardage in this contest, and I was happy to see that because they needed to do that. I mean, Christ, we've been saying that all season uh, about the Eagles, that they just don't run the ball enough, so... It was good to see that they did, and good things happen when you do. You just keep the teams uh, in check, and you can start throwing the ball down the field. And certainly, Jalen Hurts had a couple couple chunk plays. That one touchdown to Smith was nasty as hell. I mean, that catch was so good. Um, and that was, you know, against some really, really good cornerbacks that the Broncos have. So it, it was a really great win for the Eagles. It was a lot closer than what the score indicated. The Eagles never um, seemed to go up more than 10 uh, throughout the game, and they were always in the lead, but they was it was a close game until, until the fourth quarter where they kind of pulled away. So it was a good win for the Eagles, and I'm sure they can build off of this. Yep. 
Keith, do you do you think that the Eagles are potentially a, a team to be nervous of in the NFC? They're hanging around there, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't like it that they're starting to string some wins together here. Um, yeah. And, well, some nice games at least. And definitely running the football. Dude, they ran the ball 40 times in this game. Like, <laughs> they are they are committed. And um, I, I really do think it's helping Jalen Hurts. It's helping oh, him be more efficient. Um, he's hit some really nice balls, a nice deep ball to Devontae Smith, who had a really nice game in this one, two tutties, I, I believe. Yep. Um, and he missed another, it was like a 40, 50 yard bomb to Quez Watkins in the end zone, hit him mm-hmm. right between the numbers and the dude dropped it. So it uh, could have been a lot better. This game was, it was, I was a little nervous about this one going late into the game, but everything turned on a Melvin Gordon fumble where Darius Slay picked it up and ran around in 14 circles and then uh, <laughs> finally got headed towards the end zone and that's the play where everyone's showing Teddy B just making that business decision not to get involved in the play whatsoever yeah um, but yeah dude I, it's got to be getting close to Drew Locke season I would think here for Denver Teddy B's just not getting it done for this team and uh, not a whole lot to, to look forward to for the Broncos at the moment yeah absolutely I mean they're still alive in that division but you don't you don't feel good about it and like I mean, it really says about a lot about Drew Locke that he isn't getting the call right now. I mean, you know, if you feel like you have anything in him, you have to be bringing him in because Teddy's not getting the job done. But uh, what's up? Well, I mean, I'm just – got to think. Like, Vic Fangio probably knows he's on the hot seat, right? Yep. And we've seen this before with Nagy and Trubisky. You hold him out, hold him out, hold him out, hold him out, knowing that you might have something better in the cupboard and then bring him out at the end of the season – you know, put together some nice games, make the team look a lot better, and possibly save your job at the end of the year. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. They, they need to do something soon because they're going to be, especially if the Chiefs are, are back, we'll have to – I mean, they're, they're going to be in some trouble if they can't get things together. Um, Seattle, Green Bay. I didn't watch a second of this game. See, uh, Green Bay won 17 to nothing. We were all in the pack. I think Seattle – I think they're still technically alive. I mean, pretty much everybody in the NFC is for that seven spot, but, you know, I, I, you can't be excited about this team. Their defense is not very good. And the Packers didn't do a ton this game, but, I mean, they got the got the shutout win. Keith, were you watching this game? Do you think that the Packers, uh, Packers did well with uh, A.J. Dillon running the ball? I think they did what they needed to do to get the win. It was a really ugly game at the start. Neither team could really get a whole lot going. Yeah. Um, both quarterbacks looked pretty rusty. Russell Wilson looked like he might have been having some trouble gripping the football yep. like he would like to. So that's a worry for them going forward, even though, I mean, he kind of rushed back a little bit, so you kind of worry about that. Yeah, Aaron Jones went down. Looks like he's going to miss a few weeks here with an MCL. A.J. Dillon, dude, he's a tank, man. He really <laughs> is, man. He came in. Um didn't, didn't put up a ton of yardage, but, I mean, the one nice thing was he really did – he added to the pass game. So yep. that's something that we didn't really expect out of his game. But um, got a couple of tutties there at the end, and he's, he's a nice guy to rely on in a, a windy, snowy day in Lambeau in a low-scoring game. Yeah, I, I, I like that, dude. Every time he plays, I mean, I, I think he's – I think he is – I don't know. I mean, I they certainly aren't going to have to run out and uh, offer a huge contract to – uh, Aaron Jones, just because I think they've got a lot in Dylan. Uh, Drew, what do you, from a fantasy perspective, do you think Dylan can hold on to this even once Aaron Jones comes back? Yeah, it's a sore subject for me right now because Keith is hogging AJ Green or AJ Dylan from me. He won't give him to me. 
And now, <laughs> and now I need him more than ever because Aaron Jones is down. So, uh, but yeah, man. And I feel bad. Kev, didn't you ask me early in uh, Sunday morning to start AJ Dillon or, or Elijah Mitchell? Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't end up uh, mattering in the league that I'm in. I, I won anyway, but yeah, yeah he was okay. sitting on my bench with a lot of points. Yeah, I yeah I thought about it. I was like, oh shit, man, I felt bad about that. But yeah, this was a classic game for him to just do his thing because Seattle's not really great at stopping the rush, and they don't really have a great defense to begin with. I think the storyline of this game is just how flat Seattle's offense looked and not even score points. This was the first time in Wilson's career that he didn't score any points and was shut out. So he's probably rusty. He's probably was started before he really should be um he had trouble getting snaps with that finger um so it was it, it was a disaster from the from the start but the packers only put up 17 points so i thought they were going to score a high a higher number than that they definitely hit the under on this game i and i didn't, i didn't see that coming i thought both teams would be able to score points here now the weather might have had something to do with it, it wasn't that great of of weather we had snow in Lambeau but yeah it, I didn't really get a whole lot of chance to watch this game but what from from what I saw it was just a lot of um, sprinkling of the running backs and and, and Rodgers hitting Devontae Adams a lot he had 11 targets and seven catches so it was a good win for for the Packers it's a team I, I continue to trust that's why I keep picking them uh, they seem to be on fire right now and, and in a very very good position going forward Yep, they definitely they're going in the right direction, and they're one of the few teams that uh, you can trust this year, this season. They take care of business every week, and yeah, I usually hate the Packers, but they're from a picking standpoint, I'm comfortable with them. So this year, it's I'm just looking for anything to to hang my hat on, and they're they're one of the few. Um, Kansas City, Las Vegas. I thought we were gonna. I really thought we were gonna be able to bury the Chiefs. I don't really by them as being fully back I think it's more the Raiders have just hit a breaking point as far as all of the shit they've had happen to them this season I'm pumping the brakes on the Chiefs being back and being fully all the way there I don't know Drew I mean do you the five touchdowns from Mahomes do you, do you, does this team scare you again they don't scare me but I certainly was impressed with how they played against the Raiders it, they got back to Chiefs football but uh, it was good to see Mahomes take his checkdowns. He played much better. I've, I've bashed Mahomes in the past, so I'll give him credit where the credit is due. He played, he played much better this game. Um, but he, he's going to play well when he's not getting pressured, and they couldn't yeah. generate a pass, a, a, a pass rush all game, and that was really a detriment to the Raiders. Uh, I, I thought in the beginning of the game. Uh, when both teams scored, I thought, well, we got ourselves a ball game, and then it just didn't turn into that way, and Chiefs just took over from there. Travis Kelsey was the star of the game. He just completely manhandled everyone, got a lot of targets, and did you know Travis Kelsey things. So uh, it was disappointing to see the Chiefs win because we picked the Raiders, um, but it was no surprise either. They were uh, really, really good and on their game. They have a tough opponent next week, and... Um, we're going to see what happens there. I, I certainly hope uh, that the boys can take down Mahomes and the Chiefs, but uh, we'll see. They seem to to got hot in this game, and it could give them the confidence they need moving forward. They're back ahead 
in their division that could give them the confidence and the swag that they uh, are used to having. Uh, so we're going to see, man. But the Chiefs are certainly uh, back in the mix. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see them against a team that can get a pass rush on them and play that cover two shell that everybody has seen can take care of them. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to foreshadow my pick too much for Friday's show, but I'm really liking Keith's team in that one. Um, Keith, the Chiefs, you know, up and down. I, I don't know. Is this more of it? More of the Chiefs are back, or more of the Raiders are are crumbling before our eyes? Um, possibly a combination of both. I yeah. thought that. I think the story of the game here was that you know all season long we've seen teams take care of the Chiefs by sitting back and letting Mahomes drop back there to pressure him into making mistakes, and yep. he was taking he was taking the bait since day one. And last in this game, he just didn't take the bait. He stayed patient. He hit Daryl Williams underneath, I don't know how many times, just kept taking what they were giving him. And then later in that game, you saw the Raiders' defense move up, start crowding the line of scrimmage, and then that's when they started hitting the big plays downfield, and that's when things opened up. But I think just not being able to generate that pass rush early in the game really set the the Raiders back on defense and kind of put them on their heels. And the Chiefs, their team, once they start to feel it, you're fucked. It's over. It's yep. done. You have no chance. Um, I thought the Raiders had a, a little bit of a chance to kind of get back in there, and Deshaun Jackson makes a huge play <laughs> and then makes one of the dumbest fucking moves in I've never seen in my life. I have no idea how this guy just keeps getting picked up by teams. Just let him fall through the waivers and just go away. <laughs> um, I've hated him ever since his days in Philly. <laughs> I just – I don't understand why teams feel the need to keep picking them up, but that was a really boneheaded play. Yeah. Um, but uh, good game for the Chiefs. I'm really glad that they uh, decided to find their stride the week before they played Dallas, so that's great. Um, <laughs> can't wait to see that game. That should be a good one. Um, I don't think that I don't think KC's defense did anything special in this one. I just I think the team I think they got on a roll there and things started building and kind of snowballed for them against uh, the Raiders in this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun to talk this game up on Friday. I think this next game with them playing the uh, Cowboys is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a really good game. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll cover that more on Friday. All right, the last game of the weekend, uh, well, Monday night, uh, the Rams and Niners. Keith, you and I were on the Rams, and they looked – or we were on the Niners. They looked really, really uh, good against a Rams team that, I don't know, it may – maybe a reminder that you can't play fantasy football in the NFL. You have to actually um, have a team unit together. And I don't know. Are we are we seeing maybe the Rams start sailing off into the sunset and potentially um, – I don't know if they can miss the playoffs, but, I mean, they're definitely not – they don't look like a Super Bowl contender to me. Keith, this isn't something you usually see out of a team, especially with all the hype they've been getting. Um you know, you don't want to see this type of game out of a team. Yeah, that's all it was this week was just hype. Um, they came in. I'm not. I'm not going to write them off whatsoever in this game. It, you got to think it's their first game of the season without Robert Woods, mm-hmm. and Robert Woods does a lot in that offense. He's obviously a top target, but he, he, his run blocking is he's one of the best run blockers in the game. So a lot of things that they do schematically, they run a lot of jet sweeps with him, a lot of stuff real quick underneath. Um, so missing him. Having OBJ in there, when he's on the field, you got to think Stafford can't even make audibles because 
OBJ doesn't know what they are. So when he gets yeah. to the line, no matter what they have called, they got to run it. So I think Stafford did force the ball there at the beginning of the game, trying to get him one, um, cause cause the interception and the mistake. But San Francisco just came in here and they were like, we're not little brother and we're going to take you out. And they played smash mouth football and just ran it down their throats. And the Rams just never had an, an answer for it on defense. They controlled the football. They controlled the line of scrimmage and there was just no answer for it and kyle shanahan was absolutely relentless they ran the ball 40 times as well in this just kind of like they lined up and they said here's what we're going to do try to stop it and they couldn't and if they did get the third down we're going to send Debo across the middle and we're going to throw it to Debo. you better cover him and they didn't <laughs> yeah so they just they lined up they ran the same thing they just the rams couldn't stop it and i thought that uh george kittle coming back in this game was huge watching some of the plays that he makes in the run game, blocking. like It's almost unfair having him and Kyle Juszczyk on the field at the same time with how athletic they are and how good they are at blocking. Like, yeah. The run game is just ridiculous once it gets rolling the way that it's meant to be. So uh, smash mouth game, they shut the Rams up, but I think the Rams are going to be fine. They got they got some, some searching to do. Uh, they got the bye week to do it, and uh, hopefully they come out of it a little bit better than what we saw last night. Yeah. I, I mean, we shall see. I'm a huge Stafford fan. I, I, my dad's a Lions fan. I've always liked Matt Stafford. But, Drew, could this be potentially that Matt Stafford maybe isn't as good as people thought? Yeah, I mean, he's better than Jared Goff, but he's not, you know. That's not saying much. <laughs> it's not saying much. But it, it is in the terms of, like, the Rams and, and, and moving forward. I mean, they got a better quarterback, but he's certainly – didn't play particularly well. He hasn't been playing particularly well, even though he is having a good season as a whole, but he still has these games and these ter- bad turnovers that just make you scratch your head, and they really hurt. Um, you know, the 49ers capitalized on these turnovers, and that's why they got up early in this game, and they just never let it go, and they continued just to run the ball, control the game, control the clock, keep uh, that team on the sideline. And so... They do have some work to do, and I, the, the loss of Robert Woods cannot be understated enough. It is devastating because, you know, he's that short, intermediate route runner who plays very physical, and you can rely on him all the time. OBJ is not that guy. So you're, you're taking OBJ, and you're putting him into that Robert Woods slot, but he's not that guy. He, he So it's going to be hard, but if anybody's up for the task, it's Sean McVay and uh, Stafford so with this buy coming up uh, they should be able to get things back on track here um, I was surprised to see the Niners sh- you know just show out but again I shouldn't have been because I think the Niners have won the last five, five meetings games. yep Jimmy G is 5-0 so, against them yeah so that that's a pretty damn good record if you're doing that you're doing something right there but it is frustrating and it just goes with this what the season's been about all year. But it's like, how can you play so good one week and so bad? Uh, in Get the, beat in the by the Cardinals' week? backups and then yeah, come out like and it's just push the Rams. It's shit such in. a head scratcher, and it's so frustrating that you just can't put your finger on some of these teams, and they're not doing what they're capable of doing. And um, and and this week was no different for for the Rams. So. Uh, yeah, they're going to soul-searching to do, come off the bye, get get right again. But I'm not worried about this team yet. Uh, I, I think they have enough skill play position, uh, skill players to get some wins and, and, and really shake things up. I thought Von Miller was a non-factor last night. Well, I don't know what you guys thought. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got 
bull bulldozed by Kittle. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Kittle was a beast last night. He was on a mission. I had him in fantasy, and uh, I certainly loved that. Uh, but yeah, he uh, Von Miller got pancaked by by George Kittle, and that was that was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I the, the the defensive line for the most part was quiet, and I got it. You know, a lot of people give Jimmy G some flack, and I'm certainly one of those people in the past. But when Jimmy G has an established run game, he's pretty good. Yeah. He, he's not he's not going to take a game over. He's not going to be Superman. But when you can balance an offense with him, he's going to he's going to make some good throws and make some good plays and, and put the ball in the numbers. And sometimes that's good enough. Yeah. I mean, and the way Debo Samuel is playing, he's he is a fucking Ooh. beast, man. He is awesome. Boy, that, that boy is. Ooh. Yeah, and and I mean that team. There's another team that who knows they. I mean, they're they're going to be in that mix for that seven spot. This the seventh seed in the AF, NFC is going to be very compelling because there's going to be a lot of teams that are, you know, yeah. the dregs of the NFC all fighting for that last spot to go in and get crushed by, you know, the, whoever the two seed ends up being. So it'll, that'll be interesting. All right, we recapped all of Week Ten. Um, who was your guys' chili ring of the week? Uh, Drew, you can go first. Well, it's it's no doubt. I think for me, is the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, I, it was just so disappointing the way they lost, the way they showed up, the whole nine yards. So, I, I would have to go with the Bucks. Um, don't like to do that, but that's just the truth of the matter. Yep, I. I tend to agree with you. Keith, who who would you say would be your chili ring? Well, like a dope, I rode with the Browns again, and they got absolutely smashed, so yeah, um, just can't can't quit them. I just, I love the way they play when Baker plays good. When they're good, they're good. When they're not, they're just dog shit, so yep. uh, I'm going to take the Browns. Right on. I I think I'm going to roll with the Raiders. I that, that that game was my uh, my lock. I thought I really thought we were going to be able to truly, you know, continue to put uh, dirt on the Chiefs' grave. I I still don't really think that they're that good, but um, yeah, the Raiders came out and really just laid up a stinker on in prime time. And they've played the Chiefs tough in recent years, so you know to see a performance like that was kind of disheartening. All right, um, let's preview the Thursday night game. Drew alluded to earlier. Uh, that the Patriots travel to the Falcons. The Patriots are seven-point road favorites, pretty hefty favorites in Atlanta. Um, I mean, I. other than the fact that this is in Atlanta, that's the only thing that makes it a little, you know, these Thursday games where I think the home team has a little bit of an advantage just because they don't have to travel. But I don't know. The New England is too good. They're playing too good right now, and Atlanta has been so up and down. I feel like maybe they come out and play hard, but I still like New England, and I still like them giving points. I'm going to go Pats. Uh, Keith, are you in agreement with the Pats? Feels very trappish, but um, <laughs> well, I... if uh, if it was any if if it was a team coached by anybody but Bill, Bill Belichick, I'd, I'd have a little bit more reserve, but uh, since it is Bill Belichick and these Pats are playing so well right now, um, I'm thinking they go in and get it done. It might not be the runaway that people are thinking, but I, I do think the Pats get it done. Yeah. Do you th- Drew, do you think they're maybe looking ahead to Tennessee? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think they're that team. I, I yeah. think 
I think they're too focused for that. Uh, I think the coaching staffs keep them in, ch in check. Um, but I love this game. Uh, Atlanta <laughs> is my. It, I, I love playing Atlanta. I, I just do. I mean, it's just great. I, I think. Even though Tom Brady is no longer there, Matt Ryan still has PSTD or TSDD or something. He has PT, PT, PTSD. There you go. <laughs> okay, he's got that going on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tongue twister there. But, yeah, I mean, there's some psychological aspect to for when Atlanta plays the Patriots. It just Ever since that Super Bowl, man, the Patriots have had their number. They have yet to beat them. And I don't see them winning this game either. Uh, I think the Pats are too balanced. They're, they're, they're firing all cylinders. The only thing that does worry me is that all of a sudden now they're on this win streak. Everybody's talking about them. I just hope that they, Deal with you know, yeah. don't, they're not too big for their britches here. Yep. So yep. I, I, I need the hype train. Uh, from a team standpoint, just to settle down, they still need to do their fundamentals, the X's, the O's, and, and just play solid football. And I hope the coaches really preach that this week. I'm sure they will. It's a short week. But beating the Browns, you have to have a lot of confidence coming off of that game and in the way that they did that. So I think the confidence is going to be riding high this week, and I, I don't see Atlanta having a prayer. All right. I, I'm in agreement. You know, I think we're – we're all in agreement that New England gets this win. We are coming off a Thursday night game where everybody was clearly and solely on the uh, Ravens against the uh, Dolphins, and we saw what happened there. I don't see that happening because of the fact that Bill Bel I, I trust Bill Belichick to have this team that's got some young players on it and kind of keep their heads focused. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think I think he can confidently take the Pats here, and, and I think they keep rolling. All right, so... Um, we are going to cover the rest of the Week 11 games on Friday. Hopefully we're coming back all talking about the Pats' big win on Thursday night. Um, in the meantime, we hope you guys have a great week. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. Um, make sure to check out our social media feeds. Um, we, yeah, we, we really love talking with each other and talking sports. It's really fun to all of us. And, um, you know, the fact that we have people listening. My boy Ross down in North Carolina listening. That's awesome. It really makes us happy that we have people taking the time to listen to us, and you know we really enjoy doing it. So um, until Friday, have a good rest of your week. We are out.